We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 3-1-2-3-0-0-9-80. Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. And speaking of the Odyssey app, we go to line one. That's where Steve is listening in Houston this morning. What's up, Steve? Fellas, it's been a second. How you been? What's good, up, man. How are you? Hey, doing good. Quick question before the Howland, the Heineke thing, um, and either one of you can answer. Jay Gruden, I know it's been a while. I think you guys asked him some time ago when he started appearing on the show. How did he ever state that Dan interfered with the Dwayne Haskins pick? He didn't come out and literally say, we got notification from Dan, him, Dan himself. How, how did well, he, do you remember how he answered that? Yeah. I mean, he answered it, but it didn't say Dan specifically. Well, right? no, I don't think it happened on our show unless I'm forgetting. But what, what happened was he he made a quote. Like the quote that got the big run was that, you know, they were sitting there poised in the draft room to draft somebody else, Montez Sweat, uh, at 15 overall. And then Dan came running off the boat and, and, Picked Dwayne Haskins, basically, you know, essentially, I'm not directly quoting, but that was like the money right. quote. But I think that was with the post, if I'm not mistaken, unless unless I'm forgetting that it was on our show. I don't know. I, I can't remember. But uh, I think that was how it all worked out. But yes, Dan, listen, Dan, here's what happened on our show. Kyle Smith went bananas on Dan for drafting Dwayne Haskins because Kyle had like a low third round grade. Uh, upper fourth round grade on Dwayne. Kyle went mm. ballistic at Dan in the war room after the pick. So. Yeah. Yep, there it is. All right, so I guess Heineke and how. So logic, I mean, I think, you know, well, it feels like I thought most of the fans have moved off of the Heineke train. But it sounds like there's still a large percentage on Heineke, you know, regardless of we know what he can do. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that, you know, Ron Rivera is going to go with Heineke because Ron hasn't thrown in the towel on the season. Um, you know, as you said earlier, Chris, hey, guys, guys, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the deal. Guys, hey, guys, guys. <laughs> uh, so he's going to go with Heineke, but I'm with my man Pete. You know, I remember we were talking pre-draft a year I think even Howe's junior year, watch out for Sam Howe. I know that's been Pete's guy for a minute here. Um, it's all about Howe, but I see – I don't realistically see Sam Howe coming in until, I guess, say Heineke plays the next six games. And if we're not in contention at that point, 
then you give the remaining, what would that be, four games left, something like that. Mm-hmm. You would give those remaining games to uh, Howe and just uh, see what he can do. I mean, that will be a short sample size. I don't know how much confidence, you know, four or five games of Howe gives you um, unless he just is just something, you know, out of the stratosphere and lights it up. You know, then that kind of changes your approach in the draft next year to maybe some degree, unless we're Bryce Young. So, uh, you know, it's all about Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Pete, we got to talk about those draft picks coming soon. It's never too early for me. No, you're right about that, man. And you know what? That quarterback pool is getting a little larger mm-hmm. uh, than it certainly was coming into this season. So, um, you know, I'll be fascinated to see where that ends up. So, uh, you can you and I can tell you, you can download the It's College Football podcast and you can hear us talking about some of those quarterbacks right now that are starting to develop at the college level. That if you miss out on Bryce or Stroud, there's going to be some other guys, I think, that um, that are going to help you. And this is a opportunity at some point this year, though, if they fall out of contention, to find out what Hal uh, can do. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what uh, you know, Ron. Because look, it's Ron the GM and Ron the coach. So unless D and T sell and the new owner blasts Ron out of here, or D and T say, you know what, this isn't working, and blast Ron. Ron's making that decision. Steve, we appreciate you as always. Um, one nightmare scenario that's running through my head, and we'll talk more about this maybe tomorrow. What happens if Heineke say? you know, takes the next four or five games, right? You know, and they're one in, let's just say the next five games, and they're one in four during those next five games. So they're three and uh, what? Uh, what Nine? They're two and four now? Yeah, it'd be three and nine. No, well, they would be three and eight, right? Does Ron bring back Carson Wentz at that point? If Heineke's struggling and the team hasn't improved, or does he go to Howell? I think a lot of people are going to be pressuring to go to Howell. I think a lot of people are going to be hoping that he goes to Howell. And I think Ron, stubborn as he is, goes back to Carson Wentz. Can't give up that second-round pick at this point. You've got the perfect excuse I, to keep I, him out. I totally agree with you. got the perfect excuse to keep him out long enough. You cannot give up that second-round pick But say now. if he misses five games, right? Say say the number is five games. And, and again, that's arbitrary at this point. We have no idea. But say the number is five games. I don't think... I don't know if he can get to 70 by missing five games. I can't take close. the chance. I can't take that chance at losing a second-round pick at this point. Let's go to line two. Let's go over to Landover and our man, Will. What's up, Will? Hey, fellas. How y'all doing, What's man? up, Will? Uh, man, I'm, I'm so sick of the, the Heineken talk, man, as though this guy is the savior of the team. I, I'm just so sick of it, man. You know, okay, it, it, it's an upgrade from Wentz because of, because of the situation. Right. But the one thing that Ron and them did get right was the evaluation of the quarterback position prior to Wentz being here. And what they saw was that, like Jimmy Garoppolo, Heineke is not superlative at anything. He has a great heart, but he's not super. He's not above average at anything, which means they evaluated that, look, he can win some games, get us eight and eight or whatever, eight and nine now. But he can't get us to the playoffs and he can't or, you know, he can't win in the playoffs. He's not that good. So the point is, okay, everybody's jumping up in the air. Oh, he's we're getting Heineke back. You're still a bad team. You still are the worst team in this division. And I tell you what, to the biggest Heineke lover out there, and I like Heineke. I got a hundred dollars if Heineke makes us better than anybody in this division, because he doesn't. 
Mm. And I put, I put my money where my mouth is. Now, Howe needs to start in this Green Bay game, or I would like to see him start in the Green Bay game because this is a bad team as well. Green Bay is not good right now. This is an opportunity to give him some confidence against a team that is not playing well, that's on a real bad skid, and they're not able to turn it around right now. And this is a real good opportunity to get him in there with, with, a, with some big names, but not a good team. And, and, you know, let's see if he has what it takes to be a better quarterback than what we have on the rest of the team and see if he has anything superlative about him that, that we want to build around him. Heineke is the type of quarterback where you have to really have everything built around him because he's not super at anything. When you see Jalen Hurts doing what he's doing, it's because he has things that he does that are above average. He is, does he does things above average. And tell me what quarterback that's making the playoffs right now is not above average at anything. The only one there was was Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's why San Francisco wanted to get rid of him. People want to make this about Carson Wentz versus Taylor Heineke. No, it was about Taylor Heineke versus the rest of the league. And when you compare him against the rest of the league, he's, he's, he's in the middle or below the middle of the pack. And when you compare him against Carson Wentz with this team, sure, you could say, okay, he's better than Carson Wentz. He knows the offense better. He's performed better. Okay, fine. But against the rest of the league, where does he stand? He doesn't stand up at at the top of the pile, which means we're not a playoff. We're not better than teams that are going to be in the playoffs that are showing they're that good. That's the issue. So, like I said, I put my money where my mouth is. Hey, I'm willing to send you an email, and if, 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 if he makes us better than any team in this division, I got $100 for the big, big Heineke lover, and y'all know, y'all know what I'm talking about. Appreciate the time, fellas. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, let's get to line three. Jonesy's up next. What's up, Jonesy? Uh, uh, line three? Yeah. All right, let's go there. to the Odyssey app where Mitch is listening in New Jersey. What's up, Mitch? How's it going, guys? What's up, Mitch? Oh, it's uh, good money. Good money so far. I say there's the next two years, at least. There's going to be a, a boatload of good quarterbacks in college. So, I, you know, you're talking uh, uh, Jackson Dart, Caleb Williams, even the guy that's coming up from UCLA, uh, uh, DTR. I think he'd be uh, worth a look. Uh, I, I mean, Caleb, Caleb Williams is the only name right now that would you really get me kind of geeked up. Plus, he's a D.C. native. But If Dorian Thompson-Robinson – is the quarterback he's been this year so far, Mitch? And we'll find yeah. out. We'll find out this week again. They're playing Oregon. Big matchup this week. If DTR gives us that again this week against Oregon on the road, I'll be I'll be a bigger believer. I just I'm a little wary of guys that have shown flashes, but now he's finally putting it together. Chip got him a nice red zone target. Charbonnet's a great running back, and they're kind of molding it all together right now. I love the potential skill set that DTR has as he continues to develop, though, that competitive moxie that you need uh, to win games. It's been fantastic to watch so far. See what he does on the road at Eugene this week. If he does it again, I'm probably ready to move him up uh, on my board without question. How about this guy, DJ Uyunglele? Uh, do DJ Uyunglele is not is not. Uh, he's got a long way to go for me. He really does. I back, I back Pete you know, on that. Four years. We'll see. I mean, he, he needs more. You don't t- like him, Russ? He needs. He physically look. 
Mitch, physically, he's got some gifts. Yeah. But it's taken him a long time to put this together. Yeah. He he had that one great game against Notre Dame, uh, out at Notre Dame, and then since then, up until maybe his last two games, it's been it's been a real agony uh, to watch him develop. Jackson Dart is an interesting sort. Played at SC, has the mobility as we know. He ran for over a hundred yards this week. Struggled in the passing game a little bit from an accuracy standpoint. So that part of the game still needs some work. But I think Jackson Dart is a guy for two years from now, at least in my opinion. Mitch, appreciate the call. Let's go back to line two. That's where Jonesy's at. Jonesy, you're up next. What's up, buddy? Hey, King. How you feeling this morning? Good, man. Recommend you, my man. Jonesy. How are you, pal? Hey, listen up. The guy from one call ago, man, I, I'm, he was spot on as far as I'm concerned with, with Taylor Heineken. He is not going to get us where we need to go, which is playoff, championships, and things of that nature. I'm sure it's the bottom where drinking that Kool-Aid, you need to stop <laughs> it. You know, it, 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 it's painted. I mean, <laughs> Heineken will get us maybe a few games minimum. I, I can't see nothing past five games. I'm sorry. I mean, we, we'll be in a downward spiral like last year. I mean, there was a couple of plays on back-to-back weeks that I remember Heineke had wide open wide receivers, and they were less than 20 yards wide open. He could not hit them. They were corner routes. One week, it was Curtis Samuel. The next week, it was Terry McLuhan. He could not hit both those guys. They were wide open worse even cover. So I could not put that on Scott Turner. Heck, heck of plays did he call back-to-back weeks. It was the same play, but Taylor could not hit those wide receivers. So that's my problem with him. I mean, yeah, he's going to give you some off-schedule razzle-dazzle here and there, this, that, and the other, but he's not going to get you consistent wins to get you to the playoff and beyond. So, um, if necessary, I got to go how See what we got in next is football. I mean, we can't keep the kid in bubble wrap forever. He's got to show up at some point in some time. I'd rather for it to be the Green Bay game if you had me. Other than that, my friend, I'll, you all have a good day, and I'll be talking to you next Thank week. Thank you, Jones. Jonesy, appreciate you. By the way, numbers are in from Thursday. 8. Yeah, 8, they're 8, not good. 8.8 million. They keep putting the positive spin so far. 10.5 has been the average Thursday night audience between over the air and uh, the people watching on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, you know, the combined number is still somewhat over 10. But So know, that that is combined, you said combined, yeah, combined with the I'm local, rating it combined right, okay. over, including over the air. So, I mean, that's way down from what it used to be on when, when the games were on Fox, uh, of course, over the air. Uh but, Even on NFL Network, right? The younger viewership, okay, to date, Thursday mm-hmm. Night Football on Prime is averaging 2.51 million in persons 18 to 34, which is a 40% increase mm. than 2021 Thursday Night Football average of 1.70 million. Uh, you know you know what I didn't know about this deal that I just found out last week? Uh, I forgot who reported this, and a couple of people mentioned it, is that the games are streamed for free on Twitch. 
You know, a lot of young kids, a lot on of Twitch, younger yeah. people watch Twitch. They live on Twitch between video games. A lot of your games video games and, yeah, and exactly. music and all that other so stuff. So I wonder if that is helping just that number that you were just talking about there. All right, 301 Let's go to line three. Bob's in Columbia. What's up, Bob? Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, Bob. I just wanted to follow up on a number of comments here. So it's not a question of Taylor Heineke versus the rest of the league or, uh, you know, so on and so forth. It's the fact that we would have had a second-round pick, another second-round pick, a third-round pick, Tim Settle, uh, Ioannidis, and he would have just been a placeholder for another year. And then next year, you know, with all the good quarterbacks in the draft, we could have picked them. So we, it's not in a vacuum or an isolation that, oh, Heineke versus this or that. No, it's Heineke. We, we gave up so much. We gave up $28 million to get Wentz. I mean, I called into the station at the time and said it didn't make sense. You should just go with Heineke for another year. Dude, I mean, do we forget all the big plays he made and running down the sideline, diving at pylons? I mean, he's certainly a gamer. I know he's not a starting quarterback. He's a good backup quarterback. But just keep him where he is for now. And uh, Well, Bob, I, I, disagree. Coach- I disagree that they should have stayed with Taylor Heineke is their number one option. What I do agree with you is, number one, I mean, I was long out on Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has been my most unfavorite quarterback for years, Uh, even when he was actually good in Philadelphia. uh, You can't trust him as far as you can throw him in terms of staying healthy. That's the number one thing for me, durability plus all the other stuff. But what I – what and I would have been wrong on this too, so I'm admitting – I mean, I would have brought in Mitch Trubisky or somebody like that, even Jameis Winston – Somebody like that to push and to give you another option from Heineke, but not going all in on a veteran quarterback that had such a high variance, i.e. Carson Wentz. You know, if you couldn't get Russell Wilson, which, again, would have been a disaster at this point, an even bigger disaster than than the uh, Carson Wentz trade, would have been Russell Wilson at this point if everything would have worked out in Washington, the way it worked out so far in Denver, I mean, if you couldn't get Aaron Rodgers, again, which who knows how that would have turned out, like if you couldn't get any of those guys, I would not have gone Carson Wentz as option number three. They did. Uh, but then well, again, I think it's, no, I hear you, and I understand that makes sense, but it's opportunity cost. I'm sure you guys are familiar with that. So oh, yeah. it wasn't just a trade of, you know, oh, Wentz is better than Heineke. Okay, maybe, maybe not. But it's Wentz, and when we gave up all those other things I mentioned, and I just think that there was so much there that we could have done in other positions. We needed help at many, any, pretty much all other positions. So I don't know. I mean, I just hope going forward that we just let this season ride out with Heineke, maybe get Howell in there once we're mathematically eliminated. I used to see him play in college a lot of times at uh, UNC. I think he's going to be good. But, you know, um, by the same token, there's going to be some first-round draft pick quarterbacks next year I think we could use. Hear you. Thank Thanks, you, Bob. Bob. Appreciate it. 301-230-0980. Heineke, Hal, if Wentz can't go, what say you? By the way, Sabah said $100, get her a nice Ruth Chris steak. So she's hoping Heineke goes 5-0 and and leads them back in the division race in the NFC East, which has been a beast so far 
this season. 301-230-0980. That's how you get your opinion heard on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Very superstitious, that writing on the wall. What's it going to be on Ron's whiteboard this week? You're going to get four? You're going to get 14? Or will 11 emerge with a splint on his ring finger and try to throw the football? The latter is less likely to happen. You know who you remind me of every time you start doing your numbers bit? And I have to figure out what the hell number matches up to who the player is. Joe Barry used to do that all the time. Well, you got to remember, coaches talk in film. I know. Okay? I know. Would they, they identify players on film by right. number. I, I so. totally understand. But I'm saying, Joe used to do, drive me crazy because half the time I wouldn't know who he's talking about, and I'd have to look it up who the hell he's talking about just you know for purposes of context. Mm-hmm. But you're right. And every time you start talking numbers, I'm like, Wait a second. Who's number eight? Wait, uh, uh, you know, the eight car used to be like Kirk Cousins, and now it's Brian Robinson, and you know this number and that number. So I just and whenever I hear like number eight, I think Alex Ovechkin, and you know, so I all sorts of things start. So it makes it easier, you know. I mean, that's how you uh, numbers are there to help you identify yeah. players. You no, know, I know. So I know. let's go to uh, line four. Mark is up in Laurel. What's up, Mark? Yeah, this is Mark. First of all, I want to just apologize to Sabah. I didn't know it. Think you know what she was talking about when she was talking about Heineke, but I guess she had a premonition, and well, I guess she's right. If you look at it, last year the Redskins had the hardest schedule in football, and Heineke got into about 500 with no weapons. So if he would have been instituting the offense with this, the weapons that the Redskins had around, I'm sure that the record would have been 
a little probably a little bit better. I mean, right now, you bring a guy here like Carson Wentz. We got the easiest schedule in football, and this team should basically be uh, 0-5. We just a couple of breaks. This team could easily be 0-5. So, again, it wouldn't have been any really improvement if they would have just ran with with Heineke. I mean, Carson Wentz is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get from play to play. But, again, I believe if they would have stuck with Heineke, he would have gotten to about maybe about 500, wouldn't have made the playoffs. But, again, they would have been in a situation – to draft an uh, uh, upcoming quarterback because the quarterback draft appears to be real heavy right now. Sam Howell is really not the solution again. I mean, a guy in the gra- guy drafting the fifth round, I mean, really? I mean, really, what kind of impact is the fifth round draft pick going to make? Very limited uh, players that made as a 15 round draft pick quarterback. Mark, appreciate it. Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round. I'm just, just saying. Yeah. A lot, yeah. Of, lot of number ones that are struggling right I now. I mean, again. <laughs> It is compl- We all know the draft is mostly random. NFL success is mostly random. I, I would say this. You know, <laughs> again, let's be careful before we start crowning uh, Bailey Zappi as the next Tom Brady, which is the natural want from the media and from the, oh, well, maybe Bill did it again. Maybe, you know, let's slow down. Let's. Bigger sample size, <laughs> just like, again, Sam Howell appears to be great value based on where he ultimately went, the first pick of the fifth round. But can we can we see how his career goes first before we say, oh, you know, and I know we have to do it at the time. We operate in the now. We can't wait three, four, five years, whatever it is. But just because... He went in the uh, first pick of the fifth round, and a lot of people had him pegged in the second round, and some even had him at the bottom part of the first round, if I remember correctly. Some mocks. Not all. Some. Just because of that doesn't mean he's going to be successful or fail, right? I mean, you could go literally anywhere in the draft. Again, Kirk Cousins. I know people hate Kirk Cousins around here for whatever reason they have. Five and one right now. Early in the fourth round. Early, pick 102. I remember it clear as day. I got a text that they were taking Kirk Cousins. Russell Wilson, when second I said day to Ke- guy. Yeah, when I said to Kevin Sheehan that moment from Redskins Park that they were taking a quarterback, I think Kevin almost, you know, like did something that I probably shouldn't talk about on the radio. Expired his liver. Yes. But, you know, again, like, coaches do weird things. Just like, hey, I made this point last night on Twitter. You know, I'm not the biggest Jalen Hurts fan in terms of a thrower. I don't think he's a great passing quarterback, but you know what he can do? He can run that offense with all that RPO stuff, and he knows how to re- – I mean, they talked about it a lot last night. He, he, they, they went right at Micah Parsons. They made Micah Parsons make decisions, and then they were able to make a decision off of that. And, and, and that, when you're running RPO, you want aggressive right. – people like that that yes. you can you can yes. take advantage of. But more more importantly, the reason why I bring up Jalen Hurts is a lot of people thought, oh, Howie Roseman's an idiot for taking Jalen Rose, uh Jalen Rose, Jalen Hurts in the second round. Um but when they drafted him in 2020, they were coming off of a playoff loss against Seattle in which Carson Wentz had been hurt or missed three playoff seasons in a row. 
three playoff seasons in a row. And how he saw the writing on the wall. He saw the writing on the wall that he couldn't, he didn't know if his quarterback was going to be available. So he went and aggressively drafted Jalen Hurts. Again, I know Jalen Hurts has got an arm. I've seen it. I've seen it plenty. Whether it's consistent enough, we'll see. We'll find out. But he right now, he's in the perfect system with the perfect setup for him. And that's a guy that right now went in the second round, middle of the second round, and a lot of people would take, I don't know, if if Jalen Hurts was available now, what would you say? People would probably take him with a top 15 pick, right? I would say at this point, based on what he's played yeah. I and mean, how, how he's earned, it's going to line yeah. one, Junkyard Dogs on line one. What's up, dog? How you doing? How you doing, fellas? What's up, Jay Weddy? Okay. All right. First of all, the guy who just made the comment about the about the about the guy where he was drafted is an idiot. Okay. Quarterback, quarterback. You can find a quarterback in the fourth, fifth, or sixth round. Okay. The first rounders, yes, yes. If a guy in the first round, second round, he played for Alabama, Ohio State. Or whatever. Yeah, we had we, we we had a quarterback that came from Ohio State. It doesn't it doesn't matter what school you went to or really where you where you drafted it. Okay, as long as as the, the guy you have to you have to test drive the guy in your in, in, in on your team. And as far as as, as 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 this guy being able to play, look here, Zappy is a what third or fourth round pick or whatever. You got look here. The thing about the, about this about this organization, they are scared to 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 say they're like an addict. They're afraid to stand up and say we don't have a quarterback, and and to do something about it, you have to go out there and take chances and draft quarterbacks, whether they be in the first round or the fifth round. You have to draft the quarterback. Ron Wolf said. You 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 never have enough good quarterbacks. Now to go with Haneke again is is just doesn't make any sense or whatever. You need to go ahead and and play this guy. You you people have been lambasting uh, 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 Belichick or the, they don't have a coordinator. They don't have this. They don't have Josh Daniels. Hey, his quarterbacks got hurt. He's got a he's got a, he's got a third stringer in there. And he's looking just as good as, as, as the guy that they drafted in the first round from Alabama. You got to take a chance, uh, and you got nothing to lose because you ain't going to no damn Super Bowl. You're not going. You hanging on. You hang. You hang. You hanging on to. You hanging on to zero point fifty five zero that you might uh, 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 still maybe making the playoffs. Go ahead and play the guy and get it out the way. And, and you go back into the damn dumpster and see if you can find one of these quarterbacks. And until we do, we're always going to be saying the same thing over and over and over again. Groundhog Day every season. All right, dog. Thank you. Appreciate it. Love the passion. Appreciate you. 301-230-0980. Why don't we squeeze in uh, last couple of ones here before we do Dum Dum of the Day and our final trending alert? Yes. Let's go to the line three. Walter's up next. What's up, Walter? Hey, guys. Love the show, man. Thanks, first Walter. Time caller. Um, Good day. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. You said you're a first time yeah. caller? Yeah. Hang on. Yeah, well, what? Wait, let me hear it again. What? 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 Oh, there you go. Okay. Triple one. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I like that segment. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, junkyard dogs on it. 
we won't get it right till we get the quarterback for the long haul. Rivera obviously doesn't need us to have a quarterback for the next 10, 15 years because he got Wentz. Yes, was Wentz lucky to draw? Obviously, we knew what he was about. I'm sorry that it's come down to this point, but Sabah is correct. Sabah is correct. We should have kept Heineke. We should have started him this year, had Howe behind him and whoever else. This is how Jalen Hurts got to his position. Two, two and a half years maybe, and now he's a starter making it happen, making it happen. You know what I mean, guys? Um, I'm on board with you guys. Hopefully we'll get a quarterback one day. Hail the commanders. You guys have a great one, man. Thank you, Walt. Appreciate you. To, Always good to have to first-time coach. compliment Jalen Hurts, by the way, Hurts played his freshman year in all 15 games at Alabama. He threw 382 passes, 62%, threw nine interceptions and 23 touchdowns. Over the next three years, which included learning a new system at Oklahoma that he played in at Alabama, in 665 pass attempts, he only threw 11 interceptions in 665 pass attempts. So he got better as he went along there. His completion percentage went up to 69% in that full year at Oklahoma. So did his yards per attempt, his average yards per attempt, and he threw 32 touchdowns. And we're seeing the same trend in Nick Sirianni's offense with Philadelphia. And the beauty of what Nick is doing, Nick is Nick is tailoring what he's doing to meet Jalen's skill set. He's not making Jalen, he's not forcing Jalen to learn something different and forcing the square peg into the round hole. He's being a uh, he's being a smart coach and developing a plan that fits that skill set right now. And Every then, coach says they want to do that. Right, but they Nick don't. Nick Sirianni Some don't. does it. Howie, and then Howie Roseman went out based on what Nick wants to run mm-hmm. and and got complimentary pieces, yeah. A.J. Brown being the most noteworthy, as Jay pointed out, because A.J. Brown's arrival has now allowed this offense and allowed Jalen Hurts to even ascend to another plateau and another level here. Uh, with this offense, so and it's opened up Devontae Smith's well, why, production why, even more. Why is that? Because to your point, AJ Brown runs a lot of routes that match what Jalen Hurts is really good at: mm-hmm. off of RPO, off of play action, off of you know quick games, slants, uh, shallow crossing routes, physical over the middle, clears out picks, rubs. To your point. They didn't go out and get, you know, they'd already drafted Devontae Smith. They didn't go out and get, uh, you know, a, a high-end speed burner so that you have two vertical explosive threats to take the lid off a of defense when your quarterback's not great at, at, at hitting that. It's kind of like how Baltimore and Greg Roman gets a lot of criticism. Greg Roman understands what Lamar Jackson isn't. And Greg Roman has built a system that is largely based off of, largely, not completely, off of, pre- you know, the tight end, Mark Andrews had a brilliant catch yesterday in the end zone for a touchdown, uh, and it, and the running back. Now J.K. Dobbins being hurt for you know pretty much the last year and a half has really derailed that. But my point being is, teams talk a good oh we're going to build our, uh, we're going to accentuate what they do best, and then they don't do it, or they struggle to do it. And that's exactly what has happened here time and time again with multiple regimes. Little's got the last word on this today. What's up, Little? Oh, gentlemen, gentlemen, top of the morning. Thank you for taking my call. Man, Tell look, them. we got to go with Heineken. Yeah, we got to Chris, Chris Pete. We got to go with Heineken. 
for the simple fact to get the get the get the get the get the flow of the game. I hear you preaching, um, JYD. But man, we got to go with Heineken. He used to the offense, and everybody's sitting back looking, saying, "Hey, man, we we tired of these damn three and outs." So let's see how Heineken push these ball, man. Look, he's a he's a good team, and the, and the ball is like him. That's, That's true. So once this thing starts flowing, man, hey, we gonna see, everybody gonna be shaking their damn head then because they be gonna wonder why the hell he ain't been in there from day one. Hey, hey, fellas, stay up, man. God bless you. Appreciate Thank you, little. Yeah. yeah, there's no doubt. I mean. Uh, there's if it's one thing that Taylor Heineke has, it is support from his teammates coming into this one. I don't doubt that for one minute. I mean that 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 they're going to be behind him and support him all the way. No doubt. Coming up this week, three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. You know what's up next? A little D U M, little D U M of the D A Y. After Mr. Russell tells us what's trending. All right, we'll start off with the Commanders, who open up as four-and-a-half to five-point dogs, depending on where you get their number at, against the Green Bay Packers, who limp into FedEx field, losers of two in a row, three and three overall, offense dreadful, interior offensive line, wide receivers, Aaron Rodgers banged up with a thumb. They got spanked by the Jets yesterday, 27-10, to 10, special teams run defense, all sorts of issues going on for the green and gold. Now, again, they meet up with the Commanders at two and four, who likely will not have course and Wentz at quarterback, as we've been talking about all morning and taking your calls. If you missed any of it, hit the Odyssey Rewind. Maddie's got you covered at the team980.com on the podcast. The commanders will likely, again, likely, have Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Meanwhile, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, says there is quote-unquote no doubt that NFL owners will discuss Dan Snyder's status as commander's owners uh, as commander's owner during this week during meetings. It's already previously been known and, of course, expected that they're not going to take a vote uh, again at those meetings, which begin tomorrow in New York. Tonight, Monday Night Football right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. 7.30, your pregame, 8.15 or so kick. Denver and Russell Wilson against the Los Angeles Chargers and a significant shakeup in Houston. Texans parting a ways with executive VP of football operations Jack Easterby, who's been a controversial uh, figure in the Houston Texans last few seasons and that's what's trending the valleys have certainly been high and low this year for Washington we'll see if Taylor Heineke can climb that mountain that is Green Bay. Because Taylor Heineke and Sabah together. There ain't no mountain high enough to keep football's greatest fan quarterback couple from achieving greatness this week as Washington takes on Green Bay. By the way, how great. Not only as a corner, but a personality that this game just is going to be infatuated with, especially in New York, and if he stays healthy, is Sauce Gardner. Oh, yeah. With the cheese head Dude. on his head. He Love almost that. had a pick six on the first play yep. of the game if the ball, you know, uh, which went off the Green Bay receiver didn't, you know, very uh, at the very, very tip, uh, you know, upon review, hit. I mean, it was called a pick six, called an intercept. I mean, that, 
and he's really good in man press coverage. He I is. mean, we, I, like he's got you the whole toolbox, when, dude. I mean, he was. I know you were on him early, but he was my favorite player in the draft, and I wanted so badly for the Commanders to get him. I knew they they couldn't, but my goodness, is he good? And and the personality so far again matches. Oh yeah, and the talent. Uh, you know, you talk to the Cincinnati people, and you know, Luke just raved about yeah. what kind of a kid he was and how his teammates gravita- gravitated to him and stuff like that uh, while he was at Cincinnati. So uh, no surprise he's playing that well for the JTES Jets, Jets, Jets. My guy Bob Salas got some more receipts this week. Jets are 4-2 and two and 3-0 and oh on the road. Woo! The only AFC team to not lose a road game I yet. saw that. That was a good little nugget by you. Well, you know, I try to inform people. That's what this show is all about. And, of course, we try to make them laugh, too. Ladies and gentlemen, laugh at these things. Please don't do not do what these people do, or you might end up on this great segment. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day on Russell and Medhurst. All right, thank you, Mr. Pedro. So imagine being on a flight, right, to anywhere USA. Specifically anywhere. On Delta. And all of a sudden, a very attractive, with a quite, quite the midsection, is just how I'll say it. Young female passenger starts heaving obscenities and throwing a full water bottle across multiple rows of the mm. airplane at the cabin crew. Why? Because 32-year-old little hottie bartender, Anna Duggan, was upset that she was asked to put her dog in a pet carrier instead of on her lap on a flight from Atlanta to New York, which is approximately a two-hour flight, maybe a little bit less, somewhere in that range. So Anna Duggan was not happy that she was asked to do so. And again, if you watch the video and it's up there, New York Post has it, right? She takes a bottle of water and hurls it like a Taylor Heineke pass this Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. And oh, it wasn't intercepted. Was it underthrown? It may have been. It may have been. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So as passengers watch this all unfold... Flight attendants were trying to remove her and the dog, right? And then she said, we are about to fight then, (laughs) right? And so she grabbed again the water bottle and the pictures and the videos. (laughs) Just, I mean, I, you know, like she, I mean, she's got, she's got a, she's got an arm. She said, quote, I didn't bleeping do anything to you guys. Because you couldn't let my dog sit on my bleeping lap. She said, my dog was sitting on my lap. I put him in the bag. He's in the bag. And then she got further mad and threw the water bottle. Now, since then, she's apologized. Um, Anna Duggan, uh, I would imagine she's not going to be welcome on any uh, Delta flights anymore uh, anytime soon. Uh, Whether she's apologized or not, just Please remember, people, when you do something stupid, when you do something idiotic, when you are filled with rage, as Miss Anna Duggan was, 
It does not excuse you if you just say, I'm sorry. Just like it does not dis- excuse Dan Snyder for 20-plus years of treating people like crap to say, I'm sorry. Hey, look at me. Look at us. Look at all the positive scores we're getting. <clears throat> Anna Duggan, you, my friend, you get this special honor. Congratulations. You're Chris's dum-dum of the day. Well, she didn't quite have the weekend Max Duggan did as TCU rallied to beat Oklahoma State to stay undefeated in the Big 12. I like that. Max Duggan playing good football. I'm actually going to be talking to their play-by-play guy, Brian Estridge, in about five minutes. So I'll be asking him about Max Duggan and his play. Um, Congratulations, by the way. In fact, we we have time because Maddie gave us the time. So let's hit our... uh, it's time for the guys to give their closing arguments and hit the shower. Let's hear that final take. Had a chance Saturday night to hang out with some good folks, listeners to the show. Jeff and Jackie Jester. Jeff listens all the time. Greg and Debbie Trotto. Greg listens all the time. Because Brian Callahan and Katie Flaherty got married. Brian was the best man in my wedding 25 years ago. They asked me to announce the bridal party. Mm. I've, I've announced a lot of things. That was unique. Couldn't think of two better people to add, to uh, announce for uh, in that situation. So great to be a part of their nuptials over the weekend. Appreciate Brian and Katie uh, for having me as part of it. And, you know, when I watched football over the weekend, there were three college football games the other night, Chris. Utah's win over USC. I'm wearing my Utah hoodie today as a result of Cameron rising to the occasion for Utah. There was Tennessee. Pam Shavotkin's floating on... Uh, on cloud nine right now, Tennessee's relevant for the first time in like 200 years. She's floating on the Tennessee River with the goalposts. Yeah, she's actually on the West Coast, I think, working uh, the NLCS. Yes. But 52-49, Tennessee with that mm-hmm. unbelievable win Ugh, uh, over Alabama. So in the interest of time, I'll let you have a final one. Yeah, no, we gotta uh, we, we got to talk more about that game and the fallout from there. I'll just say this. I'll finish up. I was at a college football game on Saturday at Audi Field. Went to uh, Howard, and they lost to Harvard. First time I've seen either team in person. Uh, it was a pretty cool experience. Not a lot of people there, but Audi Field's awesome, and it was quaint uh, atmosphere and uh, and it was a fun little Saturday afternoon. Weather was great and drank too much Diet Coke. There you go. Great facility over there at Audi yep. Field. That'll do it for us. Burgundy and Gold today is up next right here on the Team 980. It's streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.